When we asked Robert Blake for an interview, he said no, but he invited us over to his home and said that we could interview his friend. And this is what happened. The way that Robert Blake came into this world is very unusual. He came into the world despite the odds against him. His parents wanted to abort him. They didn't want him to be born because he was the result of an affair that the mother was having with his uncle. Am I getting this right? He's going to tell you if he can. He's there. I know, he's going to tell you. Okay. Just keep everything rolling. Okay. I'm just going to jump in here. I didn't know that you were going to start getting this heavy. But this is the bottom line truth. It's a busy airplane. You hear the wires sticking out. Can I do that? I thought that was a part of my brain. There's about three quarters of my brain that I'd be happy to get rid of. Okay, we good? Yeah. Okay. Nutley, New Jersey. My grandmother and grandfather had a bunch of kids. Tony was one of the brothers, and Jimmy was one of the brothers. And my mother married Jimmy, although she was in love with Tony, and started sneaking over to see Tony. And she eventually got pregnant by him, and he left. She hated what was in her stomach because it belonged to Tony, and Tony had deserted her. And Jimmy hated what was in here, because he knew it was Tony's. And I knew that both of them hated me. So you have this incredibly dysfunctional family, and what do they do? They go to Hollywood to try and make it in the movies. Hollywood, California became the movie capital of the world. Huge movie studios sprang up and began to turn out millions of feet of entertainment a year. I was four and a half years old, and my lunatic father packed up the family with all the possessions and all that junk, and we drove for eight days and eight nights across the country. And they start working as extras in the studios, most notably at MGM. And that's how Blake got discovered. He is really cute. He is really adorable. And he's good at what he does, because he does lots of little things, and you just sense that he is doing exactly what they want him to do. Blake may have been unwanted in his own family, but the camera loved him, and he loved the camera. So very quickly, Blake starts getting speaking parts. If you talked, everybody on the set paid attention to you, which I interpreted as love. At the studio, he was supporting his entire family. At home, he says his father was beating him badly. I was his punching bag. I wish I could talk nicely about him. You know, it'd be like me trying to talk nicely about the cops that put me in that cement box for a year. To this day, I hate him. I'm still here, you bastards. I'm still here. I didn't die in that box. You got it? I'm still here. I'm 85 years old. I'm beat up all the hell and gone, but I'm still here, and you're still pounding a beat. Smoke that. So anyway, they were going to make me a star. Hello, everybody. MGM saw him as a new star. And proof of that is they changed his name from Mickey Gubitosi to Bobby Blake. We honestly believe 
that Bobby Blake is as great a boy actor as Jackie Coogan in The Kid. They cast him in his first feature film in the title role as Moki. Good night, son. Now I've got an own mother. When Donna Reed hugged me, that was the first time that I felt loved. In Moki, he showed a range of emotions that impressed the studio. Young Bobby is on the brink of stardom, and then his father completely blows it by picking a fight with the head of the studio. And Louis B. Mayer had him physically thrown off the lot, and that's the end of the story. So Blake leaves MGM and ends up going to make kind of low-budget westerns. He gets loaned out, though, to other studios where he does start to meet Hollywood legends. He worked with Humphrey Bogart in The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Lottery, senor. Beat it. I ain't buying no lottery tickets. Go on, beat it. 4,000 pesos to big price. Get away from me, a little beggar. And his mentor was John Garfield. Wouldn't you like to be a tight cop? When I played John Garfield as a boy in a picture called Humoresque, I had this scene where I had to start crying. Well, I was dry as the Mojave Desert. There was nothing. I just couldn't get going. But Garfield came around and he started talking about himself. And while he's talking, he starts crying. And I start crying. And then he said the best line that I ever heard in my life about acting or art or music or anything. He said, life is a rehearsal. Your performance is real. He played cowboys. He played neurotic thugs in B-movies like The Purple Gang. Get out of here! You hear me? Leave me alone! I don't want to. Get away. Please leave me alone. In 1960, Robert and I played drug addicts in a play called The Connection. And Robert played a guy called Ernie who was angry about his life and what was going on. His monologue was so real you felt he was going to crack any moment. He married an actress, Sandra Kerr. They had two children, Noah and Delina. His big break is in 1967, when he plays Perry Smith in the film version of In Cold Blood. Blake reached down into himself, into his own experiences, to create this character who was vulnerable and also murderous, but who you, as a viewer, ended up having mixed feelings about. I guess the only thing I'm going to miss in this world that poor old man and his hopeless dreams. His performance was acclaimed, and he was offered everything after that. You would have thought that, you know, on the basis of this, he'd be a star, because this is a star-making performance. But it doesn't seem to have happened that way. He turned down The Wild Bunch. He turned down Midnight Cowboy, the same role that made a star out of Dustin Hoffman. What's amazing is how often he followed a big success with a string of failures, sometimes spending years before the next important project. Some of the movies that I've made have been what I consider just fun, a lark. 
Elliot Gould was a big star. He was a giant star. And I didn't have a job, and Elliot Gould was going to make this movie called Busting, about two cops. And Robert Blake, I felt, had a, a lot more experience than me, and I thought he would be a great partner for me. He was funny, and he loved to improvise. There was a scene where we both get beat up. And we're both sitting in the cop office. And I say, I understand that vitamin E will clear this up almost overnight. Thank you. You're welcome. That's funny. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.